I feel like we go through these phases of being really scared. Of the moon? <laughs> phases yeah. of the moon? Mm-hmm. We go through these phases of being really scared to make like fundamental changes to the way that the scared game works. Scared of the moon? <laughs> yes, we're scared of the moon, guys. Scary we go through these fundamental Fuck changes from light. man to wolf every time the moon is full. I'm Zach. I'm Riff. And I'm Kevin. And it's time for episode number 168 of Video Games Hot Dog, hmm. a podcast from Arizona. How's it going, guys? It's going all right. How are you enjoying your time in Arizona? It's hot. I'd uh, forgotten how hot it was. It really is hot. It sucks. Yep. I. It doesn't suck. It's just different, right? Like... Mm. No, like humid heat mm. in the in the deep south in the summer is the worst. And this, yeah, but that doesn't. This mean is like this being inside. An yeah, this is pretty the worst. I mean, being inside a volcano would also be worse than this. But that doesn't mean that this doesn't fucking suck. Well, when you say inside a volcano, do you mean like swimming in lava? Because that seems like a bad. No, idea. I just like hanging out in the caldera. That would be kind of interesting. You could get Until some sort of died. Well, you would wear some sort of refrigerant suit. Do you think that you could be like de- so so imagine the caldera of a of yep. an active uh-huh. volcano. Is isn't a caldera like what's left over after a volcano blows its top? Sure, I don't know. Okay. Like a cup. Like I imagine it's like a cup it filled with lava. Mm. How how far above that do you think the uninhabitable hot zone extends well if minecraft has taught me anything you're fine unless you're actually in the lava yeah you get like six inches did you ever get tortured via that method where they put your face really close to lava no is that a thing i guess you just don't have any secrets that are worth torturing out of you riff people cook themselves a little bit in like hawaii and stuff all the time because they'll get too close to the active people cook themselves just to get a tan just because of vanity It, it it's like a sunburn, basically. Yeah. In a lot of ways. Except like a burn. It's, but it's like a a burn, yeah. Yeah. Have it's like a sunburn, except it's just where a regular they, like, burn. Put a can of beer in the path of a lava flow. No. You see like the lava just consume it and it busts and sprays out for a moment. Ah, before lava and I have a lot of things in common. Yep. Um <laughs> pretty cool. Now I want to do have you ever taken like a two liter, filled it with like a lava? Know, a quarter inch or like half an inch of uh, liquid nitrogen, sealed it, and then thrown it into a river. No, with but a, we have never had access to a brick tied around it. Nitrogen. Yeah, we've done the one where you take a two-liter bottle with some warm water and one of the chemical heaters from a from a MRE. Huh. That that makes a loud bang. We did okay. dry dry ice. If you put some dry ice yeah. in, it. yeah, yeah. Um. I know this is baby stuff compared no, to the hijinks I'm just, I'm, that you got up to at I'm MIT curious. with access to with access to the most complicated chemicals in the world. Most complicated. Yeah, that's where they keep them all. They keep all the complicated chemicals at MIT <laughs> because only MIT has the brainiacs that are required to understand the complicated chemicals. Um, I'm curious what would happen if you took a, a two liter bottle of liquid nitrogen and put it in the path of a lava flow. Mm. Whether that would be exciting or not. Liquid nitrogen Wait. is the very model of a complicated chemical. What about, <laughs> what about a uh, two-liter bottle filled with Diet Coke in front of a giant river of Mentos? Of Mentos? Yeah. Where are you going to find That'd a river of Mentos? That'd be sort of, of the inverse of the end of uh, Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. How long do you think it would take Dave Grohl to cross a river of Mentos? Huh. 
Isn't there that famous painting of Dave Grohl on a on a crossing the, yeah, crossing crossing the river of Mentos? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Potomac. Yeah. It's the Potomac. He went to Valley Forge. Also the Delaware. Uh, I paid a hobo to mow the yard. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that guy might come back. <laughs> you should just not answer the door. From now on. Great. Yeah, from now on, basically. He, he, yeah, he, he like was like, I'll do a better job next time. And Like, oh, God, that's not what I like to hear. Uh, I, I don't. So I really needed to have the yard mode. The did, yard wait, needs mode. Did I say that correctly? The What I wanted to say was the yard really needed mode. I have. I really needed the yard mode. I have hung out with you way too long so, to know whether. Well, what you needed was for the yard to be in a shorter mode. Yeah. <laughs> like a Dorian mode. Or all a guy mode. Named, yeah. If I get a Dorian, if a guy named Dorian mowed my yard. Uh, um, yeah, no, it's... It, he caught me at a moment of weakness where mm. I was like, he, he said, <laughs> the weakness was, Hey, can I mow your front yard for you? I just, I'm looking for some honest work, you know? And I said, do you have a, m- a mower? <laughs> yeah. And he said, no. And I said, well, I have a mower. How much do you want to mow the lawn? Because the thing is my desire to have the yard, not completely overgrown at the office is greater than my desire to not interact with guys that just randomly ring the doorbell, like all grubby, sweaty, outdoor Arizona homeless guys. That, yeah. Like, but, but he was like, I don't know, five bucks. I'm like, I, okay, I guess like if like this seems like an enterprising dude, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And whatever. And, and like, it's honestly, it's way better than begging, right? It like, is, I guess. I mean, going door to door, offering so like offering there are like, there are like legitimate businessmen who do the exact same thing that this guy did, yeah. and why are they better than this guy? Exactly, they're not. I gave him twenty bucks for like ten minutes of work, so I don't really feel like I took advantage of. I guess I do, though. I don't know. Nah. You would not. You would not feel bad having paid a landscaper or like a like a gardening no i wouldn't have but i would know in my heart that they employ illegal mexican immigrants who then send the money back to their families and so that Hmm. the three dollars that those guys get for four hours of work doing a much better job than this homeless guy yeah like it does more people more good right this probably just bought this guy some crack or some vodka or uh, crack vodka. I brought. It's a new flavor from uh, Sky. <laughs> I had to leave for a little while while he was doing it, and I came back, and I'm like, I'm gonna get that guy a beer. So I stopped at the convenience store, and I bought some beer, and I was like, if he's still there when I get back, I'm just gonna give him a beer when I give him the twenty bucks for this if he wants it. But he was gone. He had already done a shitty job of mowing the yard, but even a shitty job of mowing the yard still results in a yard that's mowed. The yard has gone wild. Yeah. It's like uh, like it's like a fucking Jason Rohrer yard yep. at this point. Except if Jason Rohrer lived in Arizona, it would be a lot harder for his yard to get out of control because really nothing grows here. Weeds grow. Dead oranges, like dried. You know what we need those to do? Really we need growing. to get a golf club and get rid of all those oranges. Huh. I mean, the, the one tree is largely bare because every few months some random neighbor or guy will come to the door asking if he can have oranges and i said yeah take take them they taste like crap but you can have all you want (laughs) yeah they're really gross yeah yeah for whatever reason instead of planting yeah they're ornament but i understand why the city will 
elect to plant ornamental orange trees instead of like because they don't want homeless people just scouring isn't it the highway medians for food but is it not just like planting a an apple tree from seed or something i mean i think it it is right okay. but why i mean i guess that's the thing you can instead plant a seed and grow an ornamental it. orange tree and it costs nothing right whereas to plant an edible orange tree costs fifteen dollars <laughs> Is it only 15, so 15 that's bucks? like, is it really only? 15 yeah, bucks? that's the problem. Like if you get a small one and take care of it, which it seems like you would, if you were like building a new house on a lot, hmm. like I don't understand. I don't understand. Hmm. Like if you were just going to plant a tree to look nice, why would you plant a tree that generates g admittedly nice smelling garbage, would. but just a hundred pounds of garbage a year that but falls into your yard from this tree? If you wouldn't, you don't, you really need to like water actual fruit tree is just a lot there's some some you need to report water that like a little a single almond requires like a gallon over a gallon of water but it, the water doesn't go away i mean it kind of goes away it yeah, doesn't it almond away. swells up like a water balloon and keeps all that water in there <laughs> yeah in fact if you eat one almond it yeah. feels like you ate a that's gallon a of water, gallon of water. Yeah, yeah, like, you, you that's why pounds. they tell you don't eat those almonds too fast you'll pop that's right don't eat them before you go swimming. That's a, you guys didn't realize this, but Violet Beauregard in the in uh -huh. the Willy Wonka movie that was practical effects. They just they just had yes. her eat a dozen almonds. Huh. That's all it took. <laughs> Put on a blue dress and eat a dozen almonds. Guys, <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're in fine form. Uh, we, we never left. Have you guys been playing any video games? I played a bunch of Professor Layton versus Phoenix Wright. How was that? It's fucking great. You like both, both of those, all like of the series. Phoenix I Wright games played, and all the Professor Layton I've games? I have played all the Professor Laytons and all the Phoenix Wrights, and I think that this is my favorite game in either series. Well, you are the fucking demographic, yeah. <laughs> given what you just admitted <laughs> to what, us. What is the premise? Are they both in a courtroom? Um, is Phoenix it, Wright out it alternates. So like out solving I don't crimes? I don't want to talk about the details of the plot because it it would I feel like it would spoil a lot. Are there ghosts? Uh there are witches. I will say that okay. much cuz it's common knowledge. The theme is uh witch trials. Oh, okay. Wait, so, so does Phoenix Wright dig through the ditches and then Professor Layton <laughs> follows it up by burning through the witches? So it's it, it alternates. So you've got the 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 scenes where you're walking around the town as Professor Layton, right, solving puzzles, and then you've got the courtroom scenes where you're Phoenix Wright grilling people on the witness stand. And um, yeah, they used to grill witches. Yeah, <laughs> that's how they would that's, punish. Well, them. sure, yeah. So roaring open fire. Um, ah, I just totally lost my train of thought. <laughs> you were you were just explaining how the game works. You're in the courtroom okay, grilling so, witnesses. They've, um, it, it basically just sandwiches there. It's <laughs> God. So there, the, so the two, the two types of gameplay are kept pretty separate at first. And I, I feel like I'm about halfway. <laughs> Gee, <guys. laughs> you're just corpsing. <clears throat> Let me know when you're done. I was, I was laughing. I can't. It's the way that I, it's the way that I express Phoenix joy. Phoenix Wright is grilling sandwiches. He's grilling sandwiches. Mm, so good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, 
Uh, I'm about, I estimate I'm about a half to two thirds of the way through the game. And okay. so far they've kept the two modes pretty separate. I, I've seen, I've seen a review that said that as you get towards the end of the game, they start mixing it up. And, and, uh, the guy said that it's very effective, but I haven't got that far yet. To are you solving puzzles when you're doing the latent stuff? And are you doing the like conversation stuff as, as Phoenix Wright or whatever? Is it just like two halves of the two different games? Uh, basically. Huh. So you're in the Professor Layton thing. You've got your overworld map like like Professor Layton does. And by the way, uh, since we're on the topic, one of the worst things in the Professor Layton games is the navigation across the map, right? Yeah. So you've you've got this map of all these location nodes and... And you have to look for a lot of times it doesn't tell you where you're supposed to go. And even if it does, if you want to get from A to D, you have to go through nodes B, C, and D. I recall that getting worse as the series progressed. But in this one, you can hit any node on the map and go straight there. There's you don't have and to the, go and the map the makes it nodes. clear where the nodes are. You don't yep. have to like look for exits. And you don't stuff. have to. You don't and have. You're to not look. like looking <clears throat> for hidden puzzles everywhere. You can. Yeah. And it, so they it, exist. It, they they do uh, exist. And that makes nah, it just as but bad. it says when you tap on a node, it says there are three hint coins uh, in the scene, and you found that's how many of them. Way better. Yeah. So as soon as you find them, you can stop looking. Good. Okay. And. Um, They've improved the the sort of character dialogue in the Professor Layton bit to make it more like the Phoenix Wright sort of stuff because okay. when you're when you're wandering around as in the Phoenix Wright games, you get a lot of like conversation and plot details come out. Whereas in a Professor Layton game, most of the plot details are in cutscenes and right. the people that you talk to are just I have to yeah. yeah. But so they 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 definitely improved that by moving the the Phoenix Wright style conversations into the Phoenix or into the professor Layton bit. Okay. And, and all the map stuff, the Phoenix Wright stuff, the, the courtroom scenes, they improved not just through basically better puzzle design and writing because like something I hate that occasionally happens in the Phoenix Wright games is there you'll have a piece of evidence sitting in your evidence file that you just look at it and you, you see like the huge smoking gun that if I could just bring this up in front of the court, it would blow the entire case open, but the protagonists are too stupid to say anything, or you have to go through all the other little steps before you're allowed to bring up this big thing. And that was the, I think it was the most recent Phoenix Wright that I, I found that really frustrating because there were some really obvious things going on that just the, protagonist did not pick up on here's here's a question though like that's obviously for dramatic pacing it is but and why are you playing the game if not to experience a story right because isn't it primarily like a visual novel is primarily a story and secondarily a game right so so why like it's 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 frustrating that the problem the problem is is a visual novel is it and Phoenix yeah. Wright is absolutely a visual novel. Yeah, more or less. Like, really? I don't know if they market it with that term. Right, but if you were but... if you were describing what genre can't you it is, fail like... the cases and stuff? Like <clears throat> you can fail yeah. at things in visual novels. Yeah. You can not <laughs> you can not you can skip a page. But well, the, no, you can the, like, get killed and have to reload to a previous save. And so, I mean it's a, the, what the is a visual novel? Is, I'm confused. Is that you're not you're not sitting looking at I keep touching the table. Like it, analog a hate story. 
Is it visual novel? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like instead of a choose your own adventure or something. But it, they're not distinct. Well, because a visual they, novel to me implies like pictures, right? An analog estate hate story had like a handful of like uh, gameplay elements and stuff. Yeah, I mean, a visual yeah. novel like, is uh, like like dating sims or yeah, dating novels. sims are visual novel and and Weird. okay, yeah. like I guess I've just not heard like that Dangan term Ropa before. Is a visual novel, Hotel okay. Dusk, like yeah. all of the it's. Uh, I mean, it's just a it's like a jargon. Yeah, thing. it's okay. it's it's a, right, a different it's, format of adventure game, of okay. click adventure. All right. But the 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 difference of what I'm I'm talking about the compared to this new game, where. I mean, there there are some things that I've spotted. Like you see this new piece of evidence come up, and it's like, okay, I I see what it says there. I know what this means and what the contradiction there is going to be. But it's nothing so huge as to make the characters look like fools for not instantly spotting it. Okay. Um. So there there's that which is cool, but the 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 other problem that um I was, I was leading up to talking about that sometimes happens is your your goal in these scenes is the the witness is is giving their testimony and somewhere in what they've said there's a contradiction and you have to spot it and present the piece of evidence that proves that contradiction and sometimes in these games you'll get one of these where you're just you're looking at what they're saying and you're looking at your evidence and you've just got no fucking idea do you, what ha- do you always for. have all the evidence and you have all the, you've, like you've asked every possible question like are there possibilities that you haven't encountered the contradiction because you don't have a vital piece of information ever? Uh, generally not. Okay. Sometimes there will be like an order of operations thing. When when somebody's giving uh, their testimony, it, it, it comes in like blocks. There'll be like a, se- a, a sentence and, and then another sentence. And at each sentence, you can stop them and press them for more information on that particular topic. So sometimes you'll get situations where you have to press somebody on a later sentence to get more information and then go back earlier in the testimony and press them on an earlier sentence hmm. to get it to flow together right. How do you do but that? That's me- kind of right. How do you do that mechanically? Are you looking at a transcript and saying, yes, now you said, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's it's not presented that way. The way it's presented basically is this guy will repeat his same lines of testimony over and over. Do you until have random access to done. all of the witnesses? Like, could you bring up? It's it's 10 it's times? one witness at a time, basically. So it's, you don't you, like, when when you're done with a with a scene with a particular witness, it moves on to the next scene. I see. Okay. So, but so you always have to get the, you always have to get the pertinent information out of, I've, I have never played a Phoenix Wright right. game. So, um, so you always have to get the pertinent information out of a witness before you're allowed, you're allowed to move on basically. Yes. Or? Okay. And, and you have like attorney credibility, which is like a hit point meter where every time you, you bring assert up, something you that's assert, not- yeah, that that's not really a contradiction or this, the evidence you've given doesn't, prove this then the judge bangs his gavel and you lose some credibility do you if you lose it all it's game over as as someone who's played a lot of these games do you ever end up making incorrect assertions um sometimes like well like what i was saying sometimes you get one where what they're looking for is kind of opaque and you end up basically just doing the adventure game thing where you try every piece of evidence on every single thing what they've done in this game to well, first of all, I haven't come up on a situation like that yet because it's very well written. But if it did, in this game, Phoenix Wright can use Professor Layton's hint coins. Huh. 
So, and so if it's like if it if it's a situation when you have to give a, yeah if you have to give a particular piece of evidence and you use a yeah because even telling you one of those yeah, two it, things it'll, it'll like, like dramatically reduces the possibility yeah, it'll space remove of that. some of the irrelevant evidence so that you you know more what to focus on so huh. that's really cool and just generally the um uh, the the pacing is a lot better because in Phoenix Wright games, when you're not doing the courtroom scenes, you're doing like the investigative stuff where you're you're wandering around the crime scenes and talking to the other characters and you get, you know, you get your story and your dialogues with the other characters and stuff. So it's it's interesting, but you're not really doing anything other than clicking on every object and talking to every character until you found all the evidence that you're going to need for the next courtroom scene. Whereas in this one, those scenes are all the professor Layton scenes. So right. you're doing puzzles. You're act, you actually have something active to right. do. So it's not just like click on the window and learn what there is to learn about this window. It's exactly. like click on the window, play a game about a window mm -hmm. and then learn what there is to know about. And the like uh, uh, our friend uh, David Bass mentioned on Twitter that it's, it's timed out such that, by the time you're starting to get tired of grilling witnesses, courtroom scene's over. It's time to do puzzles. And when you're feeling done with puzzles, oh, look, it's courtroom I'm, scene I'm again. never done doing puzzles, Riff. <laughs> but yeah, it just it comes together uh, really nicely. The plot is really interesting. Um, Which plot? The Just the overall plot of the entire game. The, Which plot? Yes, the witch plot. Okay. Thank you. Who's on first? Uh, but there's... there's um, there's P Professor Layton games have a particular kind of story, right? Professor Layton goes to some weird town where something weird and supernatural is happening, right. but maybe everything's not quite as it seems. The Scooby Gang has not yet yeah. gotten there. So, yeah, it's never exactly. really supernatural. It's never really right? supernatural. Like, yeah, there are things where there's, yeah, there was even a little ambigu kind of ambiguity thing, yeah. or whatever, but but yeah. but definitely everything is not as it seems. And sure. The typical Phoenix Wright plot is there's a series of murders that don't seem connected and the 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 people that have been accused are being framed and as you go through the these disparate cases it eventually starts to form like an overarching plot where you start to see how these cases actually are a connected whole and then you you discover who the the overall villain is and take them down turns they, out all the phoenix right games are actually just oh a, a, a bigger giant meta? oh that'd be pretty good yeah but they've they've constructed a story for this that is both those kinds of stories together and it's it works really well and just the the just the the i don't know the drama of having these two characters working together and they they work together really nice and just the the tones are slightly different but they mix together really well it's I can just, I can really picture well done. both of them, but I can't I couldn't tell you if they were really in the same style. They're like, not in the same graphical style, and that's kind of it's kind of interesting oh, actually because yeah, how are they going to be on screen at the same time? You'll see characters that are definitely Phoenix Wright style characters, and then there are characters that are definitely Professor Layton style characters in terms of art, and. At first, it's a little weird, but you get used to it. It's like in Kingdom Hearts, how you've got oh, the sure. dude from Final Fantasy VII fighting next to Donald Duck. And it seems weird at first, but you get used to it, you know? And it's interesting. Yeah, it's a super good game. It's it's really well written. I haven't run into any puzzles that I thought were badly clued or, or ambiguous in the rules that they give. Uh, I haven't I haven't got... 
stuck on any courtroom sequences that I felt were unfairly set up. Huh. And the story is fascinating. There's been great twists. Uh, the boring bits of each game, like I said, have been removed. It's, uh, man, it's a good game. It's super solid. Cool. And that is... That is the most enthusiasm with which you have talked yeah. about a thing in like 30 episodes. I, it's, it, I so would have to look at a list. You of really what, are. It's like right in the demographic for this game. <laughs> like this yeah. Is, I would have to look at a list of what came out this year to be sure. But I would. I think this is this definitely is in my. Maybe not my goatee for certain, but definitely in the top three. I don't know for sure what would be my goatee. But that, I think that's pretty much all I played this week. I played what, a little bit of other, Minecraft. What are the other contenders? Um, I'm real. I'm still really enjoying Akiba's Trip, actually. Um, and uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer. Mm. Um, and the daily Danganronpa Two just came out, and I've got a copy, but I haven't started it yet. But that's probably going to be really good. So but that's sorry. all so stuff like, that came out right at the end of the year. So yeah, Dark Souls like Two said, doesn't is oh, on yeah, that list. Dark Souls Two you spent a lot yeah, of time yeah, playing it. <laughs> yeah, that's way up there. Okay, so yeah, probably. Mm, Probably Dark Souls Two would have to. Although I kind of burned myself out on Dark Souls Two, well, I haven't played the sure. DLC. Right, but at that all. doesn't mean. I mean, that's your but, fault, not the game's yeah, fault. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, I feel like I must have played something else. I played a little bit of Minecraft because we we moved. Did you the, update to one Yeah, we updated the KOL have server you to turned off. Is it just vanilla? Yeah, can it's we vanilla. Just fucking you can just play yep. Minecraft now. Okay, yep. it's it's straight vanilla. I don't think I've even started Minecraft in over a yeah, year. Yeah, I don't know that I have Minecraft on my current desktop computer. That's how long <laughs> it's been since wow. I. That's sad. Since I played Minecraft, I wouldn't even know what was going on because there's like weird. You go chop down a tree, sure. and you put four yeah. logs. Uh, yeah. There's more kinds of trees now. A... There's more kinds of stone now. Mm -hmm. Wow. How do you get my that? Fucking, every every time just, I... It's stone. You find it in Every in time I ground. make a game, I'm like, oh, I'm going to make a museum of every possible thing. And then I and go away for a while. Things, yeah. There's 16 colors of glass now. Jesus. Nice. Can you make cool stained glass mosaics? As long as, yeah, if you don't, pixel art. if you're as good long with as like low pixel res, art, yeah, yeah. Low, low res square mosaics. And like the light would shine through from the outside. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. I, I, it, I don't think it colors the lighting, but. Yeah, but you can see whether it's you can light, see, night or day. Yeah. Uh -huh. Is the current server that we play on the one where I was hollowing out that mountain? Yeah. I think so. Wow. Same, so I still have a lot of, I still have a lot of work put into a, a thing there that's not finished. I could. I made some sort of weird inverted pyramid out in the ocean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. It's the one where where uh, our friend uh, David, not Bass, has the just giant thing where he gave me all of the TNT so that mm -hmm. I could dig further and fill my fill my mountain wow. with spiders. I dug too greedily and too deep. <laughs> David, I still don't even think bass. that I've made it to the ground because I just built on the top of a huge mountain and then I was like, I should just dig this out and put all crazy crisscrossing stairways. Huh. Uh, into like just make the mountain into a tower and have little rooms sticking out of it at intervals, but that's like a lot of work. <laughs> I started digging with dynamite. Just dig a hole and then you start dropping dynamite down until it fills the hole and then you light it and you run away. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, I mean, that's you clear a lot of blocks really fast. I guess you could you could dig a hole. All the way to the bedrock from the top of a mountain. Yeah. And then, like, if it was too wide, and then you could, like, yeah. build ladders to get back out. 
Well, but I don't drop. Want it. You could then drop just the whole like the whole height of the game. Yeah. Full of dynamite. Yeah, and, you and just r- hit you light it, it and you run away. You stick a dynamite block in the top of the hole and light it, and that turns it into a gravity affected object, so it would just drop down the shaft. Yeah. It it might not depending on how high you started, it might not make it all the way to bed. No, no, no. You just fill the hole. You just fill the whole stack with dynamite. Oh, okay. And then yeah, you light the top one, and yeah. then you like. Well, yeah. sure, but I gotta. I, I need to build stuff at each level, no, so I'm like no, no. carving out. La- no, because I'm saying for convenience's sake, I build a floor and then I dig down and build the floor underneath it, and then I dig down and build the floor underneath it because mm. I don't like. Having you, to you're building an inverse inverse stick to the edges of Wizard's Tower. Yeah. Okay. It's got a it's got a regular Wizard's Tower upstairs. Up top. Okay. Yeah. What's what's inverse about it's, a, it's, it's in, in the, the ground. ground. It's, it's like a, a wizard's dungeon. hole. Oh, wizard's okay. dungeon. Okay. A wizard's hole. <laughs> I was imagining you were like hollowing out a mountain that stuck up above the ground. Oh. I am, but I started at the top. Oh. So at the caldera. Yeah. And I stop when I hit dirt usually. What do you mean because you stop the, when you hit dirt? Well, as I'm hollowing it out, I stop when I hit dirt so that I don't punch holes in the outside of it and then I have to fuck around and oh, replace oh, oh, dirt oh. on the outside. I see. So you're using like a weird dirt, the weird dirt barrier as the like... As an indicator that indicator I'm close to breaking outside. through, but I, it doesn't always work because right. you know, a lot of times there's it's exposed... Like dirt veins. It's been a couple years since I messed around. I'd probably yeah. go in there and just give up. You could you could replace the exposed stone with glass. That would be interesting. Hmm. Anything else? Uh, just that stupid kittens game, I think. Ugh. Yeah, we probably shouldn't even talk about that. <laughs> yeah, it's I don't. I mean, I'm 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 kind of enjoying it, but I can't really recommend it to anyone. <laughs> it's like it's like Civ Clicker, except yeah. at one one hundredth the pace. It is incredibly intricate. Yeah, like, it's there super are, intricate. It's super intricate, but it's just systems. it's just too slow. How many kittens did you have? Twenty eight. 48. Yeah, I had, I had like 250 by the time I stopped. Yeah, that's what I'm telling you. Well, you were editing the save file. I was, because fuck that. Like, I simulated simulated that. It's too slow. I simulated months of gameplay and still did not hit the end. That's what I'm saying. Like, it goes on for a long time. You shouldn't tell me things like that because that makes me all the more interested to see what's in there. It's paced in a way that it seems non-intentional or if it is intentional it is just cruel Hmm. have you gotten uranium yet nope okay i only just found titanium yeah those fucking zebras yep there's assholes seriously don't play this game you can just read there's a wiki it doesn't hurt him yeah i'm telling our listeners yeah if you don't start be smart don't start playing this fucking kittens game by blood riser or whatever that guy's name <laughs> I think is that was it yeah uh, i played a little bit of a game that one of our listeners recommended called gridland oh yeah i played oh that's the yeah. is that a dark room no. no oh yeah it is the guys that is it did the dark, dark room, room. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah okay yeah uh it's i heard that they made a sequel to a dark room for ios that was not very good but it was a. Uh, Oh, well, unless we're talking about two different things, there was a version of Dark Room made for iOS. No, I'm talking it, about... But it was... The numbers were changed or something. I'm talking about a sequel to... Because a Dark Room on iOS, though it got crazy popular for whatever reason with, like, girls in high school or grade school, it... Because it didn't run when the app wasn't running, uh, it lost everything 
about being an idol, an idol game, game sure. right? Yeah. And I don't think that the pace was commensurately increased. Like I bought a dark room on iOS and it just made me play it again in a browser. Huh. Is I'm surprised that they didn't just use timestamps to yeah. determine what had happened while you were away. Hmm. Um, so Gridland is a match three game. Um, it reminds me of, was it 10 million where you're a little dude fighting monsters up top? It doesn't work like 10 million. It doesn't. So what you're doing is every time you make a match, uh, you are producing, uh, some sort of fractional resource and you get enough of that and it turns into a block of that resource, Mm -hmm. which then your little dude up top uh, goes and puts inside like to construct a part of a building or whatever. Um, And as you progress, you are unlocking additional types of uh, materials. And then eventually you start upgrading them. So like you start, I forget what you start with is, is it like stone and wood and wheat? Are the ones that you start with maybe? I think so. And then you get like Brick. brick shards and, and paper. Oh yeah, scrolls. scrolls and yeah. then there's one more, I think. Yeah, I forget. I forget. I you like you know, it's not really important what they what they are. Um, but there end up being like six or seven different kinds of of material in a ten by ten or twelve by twelve grid uh, that you're you're playing match three on, and um, time is also passing so like a day is passing while you are uh, each time you make a move it's not uh, it's not real time it's it's turn based and um, when the day is over you hit nighttime and all of the the materials that you have gathered uh, those tiles sort of flip over and on the back well, side all the all the materials you haven't gathered well sorry all the materials sorry yeah that's a good point all the materials that are in the grid mm-hmm. uh, flip over and on the back side is uh, a different icon and some of them are things like all of the the wood it turns into shield icons mm-hmm. and if you so if you now if you match three of those you get a shield all the metal ones becomes which a itself sword. is an interesting tactical possibility yes. that i saw and then never i was never often dug into i was often just collecting the monster tiles right. so yeah so then something like the brick turns uh, into so a I, didn't, I didn't recognize that that was happening yeah, no, that, you are that fundamentally changes you yeah. are you're having a d- direct and immediate impact on what you're going to get between night and day by what you have collected on the other I, one. I gave up on this early because it seemed like in the nighttime matching things often fucked you and you have, yeah depends. you have to play you have to play it differently day and night because during the day you want a lot of you you, right, you want like cascades, you want cascades yeah, but and at night you want no cascades right but well, I but I do not have few, few. I'm not going to say I don't have the capability, but I don't have the interest required to acquire the capability was of predicting the, the when game those cascades are going to happen. Ended up being a much longer game than I think I was the, prepared for. The the simplest way to to do it is if you, I mean, this isn't foolproof, but if you want cascades, you play move things at the, the bottom. bottom. Yeah, and if right, you don't, don't you play at the top. The top. Yeah. yeah. But that got me through most of it. Yeah, the the day the time only passes when you make moves, not when there's a cascade. So you get a lot more bang for your buck. At night, don't you get killed by monsters when the time is like at night felt like a real time. It's a mix. Yeah, like the the 
the the time like the the, the, the actual moon moves? sun or well, sun or sure moon no i'm saying the night the, doesn't end but the monsters are still like attacking and killing you yeah, yeah they are while they are happening in real time and there are things that you can do in real time like if you don't have a weapon or a shield and you are running up to a monster that you know is going to kill you you can you can match you can match three to, and yeah. equip yourself um, so but, there is that real time element, but it is all turn based deterministic combat. Right. Like if you if you match skeletons and a skeleton pops out and you kill it, nothing else will show up until you make another move. Yeah. Mm, okay. So it's turn based in that sense. Yeah, and and the skeleton you the skeleton combat is a foregone conclusion based on. Like okay. the so there aren't any die rolls happening no during the combat. Rolls. Okay, no, so. it's all it's all very specific. Like you do a certain amount of damage. I think I, <clears throat> I'm not sure whether you always hit first. You might, um, or it might be based on how you move together or whatever. Yeah. The problem with cascades at night is that if you match a bunch of monster tiles, you are suddenly swarmed and just killed because you're you're trying. To and it's just it. like game over, right? Like no, it just resets to the next to the beginning of the day. You just lose your progress for that day. I think it saves every time night pa- like night ends naturally. Huh. Okay. So it's not it. The first I think day I was got a little killed rough. the first day yeah, and I, then I, started I I over. And I'm like, f- oh well, if you just lose when you fail that thing, I don't want to spend a bunch of time figuring this out. Right. It was. It took me a little while to figure out what was going on, but I kind of appreciated that there was no tutorial yeah, or explanation. Yeah. You just kind of had to like was, sure. getting those realizations was interesting. Yeah. So eventually, you unlock a thing which is basically magic. And you can then, with those things that you gather to sort of fuel your magic spells at night, become a thing that you then gather to turn into a sort of mini boss. And if you can beat that mini boss, who's really hard, they give you another spell, which summons the final boss. And the 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 spell that you get, or one of the four spells that you get off of that orb, can also just totally change the game because one of them lets you skip night. Yeah. So you can set up chains of the the objects that that refill the orb and and just keep them there untouched until night arrives and then skip night and recharge your orb. Right. And if you can keep that going, you can you can play just days almost indifferent indefinitely. The, the so then the problem with that is that is a that's a naive like sort of new player approach mm-hmm. in the sense that what you are com- competing for is who can beat the final boss in the shortest amount of time. So if you're making days pass, uh, yeah. So, so I wasn't you, aware there was like a leaderboard well, I mean, aspect to it. In as much as that's what the, like that's what the competitive aspect of this game would be. Mm. I don't know if there is like a competitive leaderboard, leaderboard or whatever, right? but like it gives you a score. Your score is the, like, like sure. you want to have the shortest number of days before beating the boss. Um, so what you want to do is the spell where time doesn't pass while you can make as many ch- matches as you want. Right. Trying to get as many resources and if you can do that and then also recharge your magic, then you can sort of chain those. Mm. Um, there's, I mean, it's, there's a lot going on for a relatively simple system. It, what it, are the other two spells in that set? I never <sighs> played with them. Uh, it was one a heal, maybe? Hmm. And one was something else. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure either. Um. The, I I mostly did the one that either made the because you can also make the day pass and just go straight from yeah. from night to night, which you know it is interesting that like a couple of the buildings you're working on make the monsters stronger. Yes, the the fact that you pointed out to me that I hadn't realized yet that you could click on a building to focus production on yeah. that building. 
that makes a, that, does that it ever, a big game changer. Does it ever tell you anything? Nope. Nope. That so you just you have, have to, to work it all out. You have yeah. to work it out based on what the building looks like. I wasn't even sure if the buildings were just randomly selected icons yep. because they don't look like anything. They eventually look like sort of what you're like the the thing that gives you swords kind of yeah. looks like a smithy and the huh. and just knowing just like by by observing you know i upgraded that building and now my sword looks different right okay yeah it, it, each resource has four or five upgrade levels or something yeah. And um, yeah and it's a different icon each time and then yeah and then like sometimes when you defeat monsters they drop chests and in the chests are either healing potions bombs basically or a effectively a set of sword and shield um which you then can gather up gather up to three of each of those and use them so it's like there's oh yeah and you have hit points too which yeah. in the daytime you have to eat food in order to not lose hit health each turn mm-hmm. and um, also to regenerate the health that you yeah. lost at night yeah from the monsters yeah like there's it is not a lot of systems and like we like it, it's weird because we talked about it for a long time but it's if you had to write it down, you could probably do it on a, a single page mm. describing all the possible rules or whatever. But it does lead to relatively deep gameplay. Um, it's cool. It's, I, should give, I should give it another shot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely I didn't got realize tired that, of it and I, it got a little grindy. I thought that losing at night meant that you lost all of your progress because no. I lost on the first night. Right. So right. if I had realized that, no, this is a thing that you can actually chip away persistent progress yeah. at. I would have been a lot more interested in it. Yeah. Yeah. And those, those first couple of nights are tricky. I think if you realize that you can set up, set yourself up to have a bunch of resources because you can choose what during the day to farm. And that first day you like, you start with only three resources at first until you build a building or two and then it starts adding more in. And so I think if you could finish the day without having any of those other resources, you would just go to night and there would be no monster tiles. Cause I think it's, Hmm. Oh no, that wouldn't be true, right? Because it's maybe it is only five. Because it's the, I think the food turns into a monster. So because I think it's you get the sword and the shield from the wood and the metal, and then I think the wheat. Yeah, turns into I feel monsters. like I feel like nighttime is always a sword and a shield and three monsters. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, that's basically all I play. I, I also spent some time playing that kitten game, but I was hacking it to. <laughs> to just see what it would be like to play a month of it or two months of it and still boring well and i still didn't get to the end yeah so i think he i think it's in constant development oh yeah you're screwed then yeah because he, he might have figured out a way to make a game that if you're playing it natively you it takes more than the lifetime of a person well <laughs> you're just you're he can make content faster than you can play yeah, it yeah. which that's cool you just yeah, and he doesn't have to stop when the kittens get to well, the but present. That he can just keep going. Well, and there's the also future. a reset currency too. Like if you do manage to get all the way to the like crazy high end stuff and you reset, you get currency that you then I don't know if you can then spend on stuff. It doesn't count. Oh, to, you can't say that you're making content faster than people can play it if your game is a game where it takes a hundred years to finish the content that you spent <laughs> one minute making. Like you don't get to just sure arbitrarily redefine what those terms mean it if people are engaging with it in the manner in which it is presenting itself and enjoying it right but you can still develop content faster than they can consume it don't you think that that's a fair assessment 
Yes, it would be, except that I've already assessed this game as a game that is paced at one-tenth of the necessary speed to be interesting. Hmm. So, like, for me at least, it doesn't count. He hasn't like because you don't have any cracked, He hasn't like cracked the code of making content faster than people can consume it. I mean, it, it's it's not like a triumph of he's not he's not making content faster than people consume it. He's can he's making content that can only be yeah. He's so making content that takes so long it. to consume that yeah yeah. yeah. I played about an hour of Diablo three. Okay. Because they started a new season. Oh, right. So you can start a guy and it's just like starting a guy. I think it is. Yeah. Um, And there's some, I don't know, there's some stuff you can only get by doing it. I played for like some legendaries. I had to go to dinner. And so I was like, I'll play some Diablo 3 until it's time to go to dinner. And so I played for like an hour and I got to like level 20 or something. Is that good or bad? uh, It seems fucking crazy fast to me. Like, I started a game and I was like, oh, David Bass is playing. I'm going to join a game with him. And it's like, what the fuck is anything? Where are we? Oh, right. It was, and I apparently was still in adventure mode from last time. So you can start a seasonal character in adventure mode. And basically just you're playing like procedurally generated Diablo three content. Like here's a bunch of random areas with a bunch of random shit to go kill. Huh? I mean, it picks an act, the bounty stuff, like the adventure mode stuff. It's like randomly selects an act and then puts five objectives into five of the, like, near five of the waypoints in that. The rifts that you go into, like, you get some currency for beating the adventure mode bounties, and then you go into a Nephilim rift, which is just seriously a, a, just a randomly generated sequence of dungeons. It, it randomly generates a name for it. It randomly chooses a tile set. It randomly I chooses it a... scramble between tiles. It does, too, yeah. It randomly selects, like, an environmental effect... So it's like now we're in a in the cathedral, except the sky is on fire and and then you just go through until you kill enough guys to fill up a bar. And then when you do a random boss monster spawns and then you kill it and get a bunch of treasure. It's like weird. They are not even. Like the story of Diablo has always been really stupid (laughs) and and the framing of it has always just been like you felt like the story was stupid the story of diablo 3 oh no diablo the story of diablo was sort of elemental enough that it wasn't stupid hmm. right because there were like five dudes that the whole thing was about right right and like the individual story like oh this was a king but he like betrayed his country because he went crazy and was corrupted with demonic influence or whatever like that's that was pretty but, compelling but like the, and then, like, the, the end of that was one of the, like, most memorable moments of any video game I've ever played. Sure. But it just got dumber and dumber <laughs> the bigger the stakes had okay. to get, right? Sure. And until it's like, well, now, oh, as I was falling from heaven to land in this cathedral, my sword broke into five pieces, and that's what has upset the goat, the goat men. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, like, it's hokey. It's just hokey, right? It is. That said, I still like it. Yeah. And the fact that 
Diablo 3 seems to have just shed that and is not even trying anymore. Like, fucking dungeon, fucking whatever. Like, that's not, that is the story now. Fucking dungeon, fucking whatever. Are you jaded against (laughs) Goatman because you're you're old? (laughs) Fucking dungeon, act two. Another fucking dungeon, I don't fucking care. Act three, you want some more fucking dungeons? Because we fucking got some. Act four, (laughs) fuck you, here's a dungeon. Act five, now you're in heaven, I guess. Like, <sighs> I don't know. I'll, 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 I, I enjoy an angels versus demons story enough that I will give a lot of leeway to something that does that. Like Dan Brown, you know who? Except I, Dan Brown, you know who I saw recently. Um, d- did you ever watch the movie The Prophecy? Oh yeah, yeah, I love okay. that movie. So the corpse that they're fighting over the the body of the general whose soul the angels and demons are fighting over right. is the dad of a buddy of mine from high school no way who was never in any movies except that he got to like it was just some friend of his from college that directed that movie i guess <laughs> and so they were like hey you want to be a corpse in this movie he never even saw it that's great and i'm not 100% wow. sure he's even credited in it, but it's definitely him. Credited as the guy who had a box of yep. dried faces under his bed. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Oh, no. have you not seen that movie? No. Oh, it's a good movie. It's got it's Christopher got, Walken. Christopher so Walken and, and Eric Stoltz in it. Yeah. Whoa. It's sort of like a, if Quentin Tarantino had cast a movie about a war between angels and devils. <laughs> huh. And Dylan's dad, Patrick, is in it as a corpse. Anyway, is, I saw him. I. I He's still he's still not a corpse. That's that's the good news. I saw he was just he wasn't method acting. Yeah, no, I saw him at another friend's dad's funeral a few months ago, Mm. but he's still fine. Um, still yeah, still still looks pretty much the same. Just an old bald guy. (laughs) He he normally doesn't wear a military uniform. A bunch of medals on it though. When I've seen him, he's he's a string of sculptors. He was he and I uh, we were at a barbecue a few days after September 11th, and we made everyone uncomfortable by making jokes about september 11th uh apparently it was too soon on the 14th or whatever <laughs> i I become convinced that i've told this story multiple times before i don't recall hearing it yeah so i played that i played uh i played a bunch more i played like another two or three hundred holes of desert golfing what are you up to now uh, it's 400 maybe okay. yeah it's just, it's so elemental yeah, it's just it's it's just captivating in a in a way that I can't quite explain. Like it's just here is here is a problem. You, you have, have all the tools to solve you have it. One verb with which to solve this problem, and you have a score that tells you how well you're doing. Right. I seemed like to to see the other people who are talking a lot about it on Twitter. It seems like maybe it ends at a thousand holes, or maybe no. they've just decided that it ends Benifati at a thousand was holes it. and they're starting over. No, Benefati was at twenty three sixty eight or something. Oh, wow! It is weird that you haven't turned that keyboard sound off because like, <laughs> I like the keyboard sound. Oh, Jesus, oh, God, just get get something implanted in your ear that does it, so you don't have to inflict it on everybody else like somebody's fucking grandma. Like a cricket. I'm just gonna. <laughs> Yes. God. Just put a bug in Bluetooth cricket. <laughs> anyway, desert golfing is yeah. pretty cool. I think maybe Jonathan Blow is just deciding to stop after a thousand holes. I don't know if he's stopping or if he's restart. just posting his, his, his score. It gets at a hard. It, it, does it actually get harder? It does because the, the level generation seems to get more chaotic as it goes on. And does it so start with a flat line? It's flat-ish to huh. begin with. Okay. But you just... Uh, 
But it, if Adi was saying that there was some, he's like 23, 68 holes in, there's some crazy puzzle hole where he had to bounce it off of some stuff off screen to yeah. get it to go into because the hole. Because it knows, it knows what's next. I mean, it's right. just, I what I don't know is, this is why I want one of you guys to play this so that I can know if they're the same for, I don't know if the holes are the same for right. everybody or not. Mm. Anyway, it's just like, you know, I got nothing to do, so I'm going to play 20 or 30 holes of, of desert golf. Like, it's just, it's so satisfying when you, like, get a hole in one. Right. And it is so, like, agonizing when you almost, like, you're like, God, I arced it perfectly, except it bounced off the corner of the hole. And so now I'm in this pit that it's going to take 10 strokes to get out of. Like, it, the the drama that is created by such a simple set of systems is just it's so like admirable it's like how did you do this <laughs> how uh, you're, are you gonna start watching golf now i'm not i don't care about golf you care about the drama of golf apparently i care about the drama of this like systemic randomly generated challenge system so that like occasionally the, the generates world. these just like brutally unfair challenges that you then have to cope with it's like it's like desert golfing is like life right there's no there's no like rules governing life that make the shit that it throws at you fair right you just have to deal with it like whatever happens to you this is what's fucking happening to you and you have to deal with it and there is Similarly, Can't you just opt out. You could opt there out is of similarly life and no opt out of like playing desert there is golf. no guiding force <laughs> making the holes of desert golfing fun, right? And that I I don't know, man. No, a lot of the things that Bennett Foddy gets excited about just just bounce off of me completely. Like I I do not think that Quop is like an amazing work of genius the way that a lot of people do, right? Because I. To me, that one was just a little bit too obtuse. It was a little bit, a little bit too hard to get even a marginal proficiency at. And so it was just kind of a GURP, GURP I liked. Hmm. That one, nobody talks about that one, but like that one, I was like, which one was that one? That's the the rock climbing one where you, because that was, GURP felt like a weird typing game as opposed to like a weird weird physics game. Yeah. Instead of having each key representing a particular motion, each key, each letter was, on the rock face, like like little metal yeah, rings, and you would just oh, reach okay. with whichever hand was closest to it. Yeah, to and, it, and each each ring was labeled, and then you would like, if there was a cue like up into your right, your right arm would yeah. like reach out for it, and if it could grab it, then you were then hold on to that. But yeah, could, but you but holding it like flexed your arm, so you'd you like you'd reach for a letter, and he would grab it. And then flex, like hold it, hitting it again would just flex. Yeah. So you and then pull if you hit a different key, he would reach for it. So, so it was just a you lot could of fling like, yourself around a lot. Yeah, it was like, like huh. that I played enough to get kind of good at. And it was interesting, but like, yeah, it's, it's I, more of anyway. a puzzly. And this is not like game. talking about games that Bennett Foddy likes. This is talking about games, games he that made. he made. Right. Sure. But yeah, I don't know, man. Like it, desert golfing is fucking fun. Is although I just said it wasn't fun. <laughs> it is often unfair, but when you get lucky on those levels where you feel like a failure guy. in either direction means you're fucking stuck, you're like, fuck yeah, I'm good at this. <laughs> and when you're not, you're like, fuck man, this game is unfair, but I'm still cool. <laughs> All right. It's a very it's a very Matthew McConaughey kind of game. Um I also I played 
a couple hours of Morrowind. Wow. Which I had not played since I tried to play it on... Which which one is that? Is that, that is the Elder one before three. Oblivion. Okay. And it is one that people talk about like Oblivion ruined every... I mean, this is just assholes on the internet, so you shouldn't listen to them, but... A lot of people said that Oblivion just dumbed down the Elder Scrolls series forever, and then Skyrim was even dumber than that, and Morrowind is where it's at. I can understand why somebody would find it appealing. It it does not... Is it like uh, the later games where you have your hands on the screen and you're... Yeah. You're like holding a sword and a shield. Or no, it is. It is, it is. It is. It is definitely like game. the first sort of modern Elder Scrolls game. Okay. Like big world to run around. It. It doesn't. There is a fast travel from specific points to specific other points. There are these giant like fleas that you can ride around on. What? Um, Weird. They're, they're silt striders, but they're basically they seem to be modeled after fleas, except they're like fifty feet tall, so they just like huh. run. And you're riding them, but they go from they go from town to town, and you have to have either been told about or like you have to go to one of them, and then they'll tell you which places they can take you to, and they charge you gold for it. To find stuff, you have to like read the things that people tell you. They will say like, "Go find this guy." If you leave this building and turn right at the base of the stairs, and then go up the street until it tees, then take a left, and he's on the west side of the river. Like, that's how you find the next quest objective. And it doesn't, like, put that in your journal. It just tells wow. you where you're going. And so... Like, I, like it would be if you were doing quests in real life. Yeah, which... I think the right thing for a video game to be is somewhere between that level of, mm, like, yeah. boring verisimilitude mm-hmm. and immediately teleport to your goal bullshit. But, like, it's... It makes you pay attention the the conversation stuff this is again something that i can see why people would be upset that it went away even in oblivion it was just dialogue trees that were just written per character mm-hmm. in this like there's a menu off to the side of dialogue where you can essentially ask as far as i can tell you can ask anyone that you talk to about anything you know about huh. and i don't know I don't know if they have just a giant matrix of NPCs reactions and, to things and think and what they know about things and a lot of them are just nothing and so the individual elements don't show up in there but like I got a quest to kill some egg poachers which is kind of funny now that I say it out oh, loud yeah. I didn't <laughs> think of it at all while I was playing uh but we need you to go kill Benedict the egg poacher <laughs> but then Everyone I ran into, I was able to ask, and like, oh yeah, I heard that they're having some trouble at the egg mines because the, <laughs> well, because it, it it they're quama eggs, and like the <laughs> this is a Mor- weird setting. No, Morrowind is gross. Like Morrowind, the setting in the Elder Scrolls is like a gross fungus mm. island where all of the livestock are giant insects. Oh, like weird. Yeah, no, it's awful. It's it looks so gross. And it's so unpleasant to... (laughs) Great! I mean, even, like, the Morrowind parts of Elder Scrolls Online were just like, ah, God, like, I know you put this in front of people because you're, like, you're you're bidding for, like, old-school Elder Scrolls fans to be excited about going back to Morrowind, but this is fucking gross. Like, 
these people just live in like gross piles of mud and everything is fucking gross bugs. Like this is awful. This place is awful. Did you see that Elder Scrolls Online laid some people off? No, I'm not surprised. Yeah. It's. They say they're they're still committed to, you know, maintaining the game and stuff like, but I feel like that's a, an indication that it's not doing as well as they had hoped. I mean, I think it can be okay for a while. Like, if they haven't yet gone free-to-play, mm, they've got some life in them, and then when they do go free-to-play, like, s- the Old Republic made, like, $100 million last year. Oh, did So, they? yeah, like, they going free-to-play was a huge win for them, and they're still developing content for it. Like, so it's sort of frustrating. Like, somebody at the office the other day was talking about how the old Republic was a failure. I was like, what, by what metric is this game that is employing probably hundreds of people entertaining tens or hundreds of thousands of people and earning tens of millions of dollars a year? By what fucking metric is that a failure? Like, it is just the Internet is convinced that because this wasn't as big a deal as World of Warcraft and because yeah. like every other video game, like, well, here's the problem. Like every other non-MMO video game, they laid off a bunch of people after the game was finished, right? Because once you've made right. all of these animations, you don't need 100 animators anymore. Once you've made all these textures, you don't need 100 texture artists anymore. Like, it's like movies. Like, once the movie's done... All those people have to get other jobs. Like, that's how it works when you're making a thing. And maybe that wasn't true with World of Warcraft because they were able to just keep everybody on because it was such a massive success and they still needed to be able to develop content. Well, that that was the thing. They were just always developing more content. And I mean, even because they spent five years developing the content that it took the people one year to play through, they had to, like, ramp it up, thus setting this completely untenable example for what other games needed to to be in what order was to EverQuest business situation like cuz that was also relatively popular and but i think it was like 1% the size of world of warcraft even at its peak like even when it was this massive never successful thing never got above 100,000 people i mean well i want to say maybe got a million people maybe there were a million people playing everquest didn't i read recently that a new everquest 2 expansion has come out are they still yeah, they're releasing still expansions for EverQuest releasing... 1? No, man. Like, I think EverQuest 1 is still more successful than EverQuest 2 was. Huh. Like, it, you know, people stick around in those things. Anyway, Morrowind is gross. And, <laughs> like, but I understand, I think, what the appeal is because it is so systems-y. Like... It's got all of the, like, make-your-own-magic-spells shit from from Oblivion, only even more complicated and obtuse. All of the NPCs feel randomly generated. Like, they just all, they just, like, bullshit fantasy first name, bullshit fantasy last name. <laughs> there was, I'm pretty sure they mentioned a character named Perseus Mercius. Nice. In one of them. That's pretty good. There are, I'm sure that this would turn into the Skyrim situation, but the, this is, like... This game has all of the just sort of miscellaneous barks, like people saying stuff when you're walking around town. Mm. And the woman who was in charge of the Fighters Guild that I was hanging out in, one of her barks is apparently a joke. And here's how it goes. Have you seen any elves? (laughs) And I'm like, wow, that was was a pretty good joke. What the fuck? Have you seen any? And then a pause and then elves. Is the joke that 
you're not an elf and you're in you're on the island where all the elves live like like huh. it, I didn't hear any of the same barks twice. I did walk into a room and a man and a woman said exactly the same thing to me, (laughs) which that's kind of Skyrim-y, which I just don't. Looks like EverQuest got to about half a million people. Half a million at max? Okay. So it was five times what I made up and half of what I, half of my thoughtful answer. And World of Warcraft, what, 15 million? 12, I think it's 12 at peak. Okay. So, yeah, like not like and EverQuest is still fucking profitable and still like like, yeah, God, it's so aggravating that people are like, oh, the Old Republic, that was a fucking miserable failure where like, no, it just totally wasn't like Hmm. it is bigger than what was previously the biggest thing in the fucking world. Like World of Warcraft is a crazy, crazy outlier. Yeah. And like, man. So, I mean, who knows? Wildstar is collapsing servers. Like, I actually shut off my Wildstar subscription. I don't know. Well, I realized I was never going to. They. There is a big contingent of people on the Internet who I think overstate the prevalence of people like me. I am not interested in playing Wildstar anymore, really, because the group content is so hard that I know I will never Mm. get into it. Like, Hmm. I never played any group content in WoW until they made it so easy that you were able to pug it using the dungeon finder. Wildstar has a dungeon finder, but it is so hard. The multiplayer content is so hard that you can't pug it. They don't have various difficulties. No, they don't. And like running running a low-level dungeon is such a waste of time relative to just solo leveling in Even terms just to of see the content though, but you don't see the content. What you see is just the fucking graveyard over and over and yeah. over again, because all you do is just wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe and wipe. And then the fucking tank quits. And then you huh. sit around for half an hour doing nothing to find a new tank. Like it's terrible. It's all of the things that are terrible about MMOs. That sucks. Just sort of consolidated because they want that element of the game to be for the hardcore like vanilla wow was and like everquest was and like the fucking good old days but like in the good old days your market was tiny yeah and there was nothing else to do that was at all like this and now there are 30 other mmos that are easier than this like but aren't people just making cool player housing uh, sure i mean i'm sure there are some people doing it but I just didn't see it going anywhere. Like, I got, I don't know, I got three quarters of the way to the level cap in Wildstar, and I thought, well, what am I going to do when I get to the level cap? Like, if this was WoW, if this was a new WoW expansion that I was playing to the level cap, I would get up there, and then there would be a bunch of dungeons that I could run through the dungeon finder and get new cool gear and see new cool content. But in Wildstar, I'm going to get to the level cap and then I'm just going to wipe against the first boss of the new dungeons that Why become available to me. Why don't you play all the old me. dungeons that you couldn't defeat on your leveling curve because now you're more powerful. And those are, lo- those, those are, just, those are the dungeons that you get to see when you get to the level cap. Like... Why does it have to be, why do the dungeons have to be like progressive instead of just more cool content? You know, I don't know. It's probably the same reason that I don't 
I can't bring myself to play quests if I'm not earning experience. Ah, wow. Yeah. Hmm. Like, like, so you've never gone back and like done great quests. In yeah. A while. Or like soloed AQ or I have done that. Okay. Right. But I get new, you know, I get new cool gear that does it. Like what I'm excited about going into there is like seeing stuff and having it be mount. easy. Right. Yeah. Or like yeah. getting, getting some new cosmetic thing or getting some new trinket that does some unique particle effect or something. Right. And there's so much of that in wow because they've moved through so much content already yeah. but there's not that much of it in wildstar and i don't know that i don't know that there's going to be a scene for running old dungeons hmm. that is accessible to me when i get there i mean it took years and it was just like because video games hot dog listeners were excited about it that we were able to get a group of three or four people together to go around a bunch of old dungeons and wow, because most people don't want to do that. Most people aren't interested in just seeing the content. And like, even for me, who I am interested in seeing the content, not if I don't get anything for it, wow. which is weird. That's and super it, interesting. Cause I like getting to see those boss fights for me would be such a thrill that I wouldn't care if I got anything at all. Being able to access a new tier of old dungeons solo is one of the things that I'm most excited for in the new upcoming WoW. That's the thing. It has to be easy. It has to be easy enough that you can do it without really any risk. I mean, it doesn't have to be easy. It just has to be doable, right? Because like soloing dungeons is often pretty hard, <sighs> right? Like you don't. It's not like you go Some in there. And just cakewalk over everything. You like have to be. You have to be careful about how you pull that stuff. Yeah, and, like, and you have to. A lot of times, you you maybe have to have a build that you wouldn't otherwise use, or right. And yeah, and, and, you and do it as a druid because you can like because tank I can, for a long time and right, then like because I heal yourself I, because up I can real quick. do just about any role. Yeah, yeah. So I can I can switch as necessary for a particular boss. And interestingly, some of the stuff that like they're they. Some of the stuff they had to retrofit because it was not – because of the way the mechanics worked, it just flat out wasn't possible to solo. Right. They've since gone back and, and made adjustments to make it possible, but huh. they didn't make it easy. Interesting. So, so yeah. So, like, even on uh, pretty old stuff uh, – I can't think of the particular name of the dungeon. It's the one – it's the one Black from – Spire or whatever. Yeah, it's the one that Leroy – was that's in, yeah that's Black yeah the, but there's there's a guy in there that because like a mind controlling portion yes, and stuff that that guy yeah that's like the very first thing you do practically yeah. and 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 they had to alter that to make it soloable but you have to do it that just was right that was insanely complicated like that that was fascinating to me that that was something that people figured out how to do and were able to pull off regularly because that was just nuts the like the, the different kinds of things that you had to do because there were 80 mobs that would be running around mm -hmm. while your 10 man group or whatever was trying to do stuff in there. It was just nuts. The, some of the oldest like fights were just so crazy complicated that you were like sort of basically having to tr like train a bunch of mobs around while you were also, while somebody was mind controlling somebody to like destroy eggs, I think was what they were yeah. doing. Yeah. You there was like a a monster that would attack you unless you mind controlled him and yeah. while you were mind controlling him you could force him to to destroy all the eggs in the room. Yeah, but that also pisses but, off the dudes yeah, in the room. Yeah, that summons all the guards who try to kill him. Right, and you need to you need to keep him alive long enough to destroy all the eggs. Yeah. 
which means you have to get the aggro on all the on all the monsters that are out there. To, so you've got like a bunch of different kinds of objectives mm -hmm. all at the same time. So as a solo, that means you have to be able to soak enough damage that you can be standing there still mind controlling him while these guys are pounding on you. Yeah. Oh, so you don't have to like have a priest mind control him. There's a, there's, well, there's like an object, there's, like an, there's an object in the room orb, yeah. that lets you mind control him. Okay. Yeah. And you need to like keep track of how much damage can I take before I have to drop the mind control so that I can kill a couple of these guys and heal myself and right. then pick him back up again before he runs away or starts attacking me. Yeah. So there's a link the in the, the eggs in the MOBA thread in the video games, hot dog forums. Uh, there's a link to a post by ghost crawler who, left wow and now works for league of legends oh. and was talking about like th how freeing it is for him to be developing like to be de doing design for a game that is just ultra competitive pvp where everyone knows what they're doing and how nice that is relative to all of the compromises that they felt that they had to make in mm -hmm. wow to make it like accessible to people's grandmas <laughs> And then him, like, you know, responding to a bunch of, like, shitty internet things that people said to him as a result of comments that he made or whatever. But it was it was neat. It was neat to see. And it was like, I'm glad in a way that the stuff that frustrated me about the design of WoW, which was like, you're constantly just sort of fucking me out of powerful things for no reason because those things would be too powerful in PvP even though I'm not at all interested in PvP. And he, like, sort of lamented... That's not always why they do that. But that of. often happened. Like, it often was the case that my gameplay experience as an extremely casual WoW player suffered because of something that they were trying to prevent some optimizer asshole from inflicting on themselves. And this is the thing we deal with in KOL all the time. Sure. Right? Like, we have to compromise the experience that we're providing to people who just want to have fun yeah. with things because you of what... You can only have one battle potion and one defense yeah. potion. Yeah, that was sad. I, I really that was... And it, because otherwise, because otherwise all of the high-end stuff has yeah. to be balanced around everybody having all of those things all at once. And you know what? But my experience of that is I'm an alchemist and I just made two potions, yeah. but I can only use fucking one of them. What and What is sad like, is like, why don't they just balance it for not having those? And then people who want the edge... Because they're not as good, can then use like that's that was the frustrating thing to me because like I feel like there are other solutions to this problem. I mean, we when we are designing high end stuff in in KOL, we often don't really consider how people are going to approach it. Right? We say we're going to make this hard to our way of thinking, right? And then some people will figure out a way to do it easily. But then what always happens is that somebody figures out a way to do it effortlessly instead of easily. And we sure. think, eh, that kind of sucks. And so then we have to kind of patch up those holes. But I feel like if your goal is retention to maintain subscription fees, you need to balance the high-end content such that it takes a couple of months for people to I, be able to there like needs to be a progression work there. up yeah. to yeah sure. and so and so you can't do what we want to do which is just make this you could though because you could well you could gate it artificially right yeah. like you could say like to get in here you need a key that's and you can only did. get one of that's these keys they did every early two on with, yeah, the, sure. with the hunter shots and I stuff think like that, that is I think that feels less satisfying to the people who are going to complain the most loudly about it on the forums though if the <sighs> 
it's their because, own fault. But there is, de- but there is definitely a difference, and you understand this as an MMO designer. There is a difference between things that are gated with player skill and intended to take two weeks, and things that are gated to take two weeks because we have just decided by fiat that they take two weeks. Right. And we try to avoid the latter because people can see that. And then when they call us on it, we say, yep, that's what we did. <laughs> but there's nothing and so wrong we try with not that. To, there is so much else. Like there that. isn't anything inherently wrong with it, but doing it the other way is better. Doing it the other way is harder, but it is more satisfying. And it and, and I think it you results it's in more a better satisfying. experience. It is more satisfying for the 1% of the player base that gets to ever see that content because it is just too fucking hard for everybody else. Right? And they don't get to see it until the next patch when you're 10 levels higher or whatever. Right. Well... Which is why we don't focus all of our development efforts on the things that are the hardest challenges for the hardest core people, right? I mean, sure. we we spread everything. I mean, that's my- so. The, that said, like I think back to the days that I actually was raiding a lot and like going up against bosses that you were like your guild's skill level was like right at the cusp of being able to beat them. Like that was really satisfying. Yeah, that's, you what you, that's what kept you. That's what kept you bosses. Going. Like, yeah. that's. And so, like, tuning that is, but have, like, having a wide spectrum of bosses that are relatively easy to bosses that are insanely hard and having content at all those different levels, I think, is what they, how they approach that, you know, and you gate that with both, like, gated dungeon entry and also gear levels and stuff like that, because you can just, you can just tune damage output carefully. You should read that post. It was, it was interesting to see. Someone who had done that work being honest about uh, what it was like to do that work and what the what the challenges were. I mean, it's also probably nice to go to League of Legends where they specifically design characters so that they're not totally balanced, too. Right. Because, like, it's more exciting to have stuff that's like new and different and maybe overpowered and then have that transition out because somebody else become overpowered and like somebody will figure out a strategy that nobody even thought of. And like, yeah, I mean, I guess when you've got. 70 dudes or no one dudes. no one is pretending that they are all balanced so it is just it is just a process of sliding the levers around right yeah so this assignment super time force ultra yeah kevin you liked it i thought it was great you enjoyed it a lot i did um so it like as i was playing it i was like okay this is basically contra uh but with a bunch more stuff going on. Um, and like, I, I remember when I saw it for the first time, I think at PAX last year, uh, I was like, oh, wow, that's cool. And they, they were like, yeah. yeah. I, was, I remember being really excited about it. Yes. Single yeah. player co-op. And I was like, oh, that idea sounds rad. And it totally is single player co-op. You totally like play through a level. And then if you want, you can start the level over and your first pass through is still happening. So you can like, be killing dudes and you can save if you like you can find you can get right to where your dude uh was about to die and if you can kill the guy before he kills your guy then that guy suddenly becomes a power up for you to be able to then make more progress in the level like it's is there a shortcut to actually skip to the beginning of the level yes i think left uh, not left trigger but left bumper oh just jumps right to the beginning that would have been really handy yeah, when you were like on the boss fights where you get all the way to the end and you're like, well, now I just want to start over so that I can dump more firepower on him. Riff was really put off by this, it seems. Uh, I, I mean, I really loved the concept and the, the visual style and all, but 
in a Contra sort of game like that, I don't, I prefer a game like, if I'm going to play a game of that style, I want it to be more methodical. I, I don't, I don't want to be forced into jumping into situations without considering what I'm going up up against. This this game was too frantic. The time limit you found. Yeah, very, that, that I found the time limit harsh and just being forced to to I mean, run I, through it as fast as I, I, do, I could. I do but agree you, with you Kevin don't... that the time limit wouldn't be. I mean, the time limit isn't real. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. And, you you and, are both collecting more time. Like you're getting, there are usually six or so 10 second clock extensions throughout the level. Yeah. And you aren't meant to run through the level as fast as possible. Well, I mean, there, I think there is a Wait, badge you, you, for doing that, but I, you are meant to like make incremental progress, and then it's weird though. It is a little weird, it's the but wrong... it, it works. It it really it does works. work. I mean, it works for you. Like I, I feel like I like I really enjoyed the puzzles. Yeah, and I really enjoyed. The, so there is a whole section of yeah, the game there's a whole section of like, puzzles that are about their the, holodeck, the time travel which they call the helideck. Yeah, that's <laughs> what. Can you explain to me the joke in the name of the enemies? I don't even remember what it is. It's like the brown bots the or something. Blue on bots. Blue on yeah. bots. What? Yeah, I didn't. I don't get, get it. What? Either. It. Some like some of the things from this were like so like uh, Brandon Boyer has like a cameo where he is uh, this ancient god Nodnarb who's holding up Atlantis. Okay. Like I was like, okay, does that mean that everything is some sort of reference to something is, is else? Is Zachasaurus based on Zach Gage? Or I don't know. I do, Zach I Braff. Know. I don't know. <laughs> I think I meant Zach Barth. Yeah, I don't know. Dude, uh, I like, have no idea. I, the writing. It's pretty I can see, funny. I can see why someone wouldn't like it. Your your mm. reward for winning the game is like a five minute montage of them just doing time jokes back and forth at each other that, and that's fine that's, yeah. and that's, i was like okay that's like, fine. this is making me smile not necessarily laugh but like i felt like know. the time travel mechanic broke down in the actual levels i just want to like i would like to just fucking play this as a platformer is what you i can. found myself feel except you only have one hit point and yeah when you die it's like ugh, well now what the fuck I, like i have to admit to being completely turned off to the game after playing the tutorial without an Xbox controller hooked oh, up, yeah. because when you don't have an Xbox controller plugged in, almost all of the controls that it tells you to use are still expressed to you as buttons on a fucking Xbox controller. Yeah. So yeah. I had no idea. So like, imagine playing this game. If you weren't sure what buttons corresponded to game actions. And also, even when I knew what buttons corresponded to which game actions, it is impossible to tell what the fuck is going on almost all of the time that you're playing this game i i know that you didn't have this problem I and i don't know i don't know if this is just like a problem with my color vision or maybe i'm just you, getting old you regularly i cannot about tell how like things are just incomprehensible i cannot I tell the causes i can't tell the foreground from the background in this game i would regularly be running and thinking what the fuck what, why is there an invisible wall here? But there's not an invisible wall. There's just part of the foreground that I was not able to identify as part of the foreground. The one place that I would probably agree with you where I was like, what is happening was the like either subway bus or like a bus that you have to sort of walk down like a, like a sort of down slanting tunnel that 
Both oh, and they and put I, a big finger there, they pointing have to. down. Beca- right, because they're, throughout the whole game are those fingers yeah, to tell and, you where to go. And so, whatever their trigger was for putting those fingers there to explain which part of the fucking screen you can move your fucking guy well, to, but, like that, like that's sometimes you go up and sometimes you're going left is, and but around it is, and right it is, and left. You know, it like, is unconscionable to make the divi- the visual design of your game trump the gameplay design of your game such that you are having to find areas in which people have no idea which parts of the screen they can move through. You would like, even, you would hate the fact that there are sometimes foreground elements that you can then walk behind <laughs> because there are some places that are just like hidden areas and that but kind of thing. The, so I, I honestly think this is probably just a color vision thing because there were times when I would look at like a stack of boxes and I would see one of the boxes as a tunnel through the other boxes, but it's not. Mm. It's just another fucking box. It just happens to be orange or whatever fucking color that is that looks it. I like I recognize that what they have done is that the background has like a lower saturation than the foreground saturation, but. It is not nearly far enough apart. Like, whereas, I, what is saturation even like in HSB? Are those expressed? HSB I, think. HSB. I thought it was hue, saturation, and brightness. I thought it was brightness. Value. That's hue. I thought it's RGB or HSB. I thought in hue, saturation, and brightness are those. They can't just be zero it's to two fifty-five. It's HSB. I think. Huh, okay. Well, I don't know. They can't just be 0 to 255 because there's more than 255 hues. Um, and l- Unless combination of hue and saturation is what makes... Yeah. So, yeah, I guess that could be. Anyway, whatever those values were, were a tenth as far apart as they need to be for me to be... Like, I wish there was an option to just shut off the fucking background. I feel like I would be able to play the game. If it was just like on a weird white Yeah, background. if it was just a black background huh. with all of the foreground elements. Like, because I appreciate what they look like. I appreciate the art design of this thing. And it's fine to look at. But it is fucking impossible to tell what's going on by looking at the screen. And like that combined with the... For, with you sitting over my shoulder explaining to me what the fuck was happening. I figured out how to play the thing. But... Man, you. I mean, you said you beat a couple of levels. So I it's did. Like... Be, I did beat a couple of levels, but it, but I beat a couple of levels, constantly pissed off hmm. that I couldn't tell which things I could stand on and which things I couldn't. But you didn't. So that didn't present itself as a challenge to you that you could figure out by oh, experimentation. Jesus Christ, no. Huh. That is not a. That is not a kind of challenge that I am interested in doing. Like. Yeah, I don't know, man. This is this is a weird because it's not everywhere. Like most places, you could tell it was just like it was like a handful of like weird border situations that would would come up. You know, it remind visually it reminded me of Broforce, and hmm. Broforce didn't do this. Like in Broforce, it was very clear which things were foreground and which things were background. Like I honestly think it is just it is a matter of degree in the separation of saturation between foreground elements and background elements. That seriously, the fact that they have to put those fucking hands telling you where to go, like those are obviously at the places where playtesting revealed that people had no idea what the fuck was going on in the level. And like, how many of those do there need to be before you change the presentation of it? Like, just fade the background out more. You don't have to like get rid of your art. Just make the background 
the background. Fuck, guys. I, I did not have the same no, and problem. I, it's, so it's like it's clearly a subjective probably, experience. Probably other people don't have it either. But like, so I, that's the problem, right? Like, what they need is more like aging, deficient color vision people playing every game and telling them how terrible it is. Now they should give up. <laughs> I really wanted. I was excited. Yeah. When I found out that this game came out. But uh, even during the tutorial, I was like, the thing I'm standing on is exactly the same color as a thing that I can't stand on. And if this continues, I, I'm going to find it really difficult to play this game. And I was right. Um, when you beat the game, it unlocks a, an ultra mode uh, where you play through the, the game again. But this time, if you die, that character is no longer accessible unless you save them. Um, which is a challenge and it is, I, I think you and I were like both had the same like inkling, which that was probably either in their initial design doc or it was something the thing they tried, they, they tried the and then they're like, Oh wow, this is this hard, is but hard. it is, it is super interesting. It changes and I the game a lot one, because they made the levels. They don't get confused about which things you can walk on right. and which things you can't. And because they made the game, they don't find it hard. Another thing that kind of drove me nuts was especially in the jetpack levels mm -hmm. having to manage the powering up powering up also... charging up your gun while maneuvering via jetpack is just that's why like... I, I liked the the i liked the um the dinosaur character zachosaurus for that in particular because does he just not have a charge he does have a charge but you don't ever use it you're you're primarily okay. just using his super Whereas a lot of the guys you attack. only use the charged version of their attacks yeah. because the non-charged version of their attacks just are just complete bullshit thing yeah. yeah so yeah that charging only your weapon only being useful in its charged mode is like just enough cognitive tax yeah, that 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 in in some games it's okay, but in some games, it's just barely too much. You and were killing stuff just fine with the non-charged stuff until I was like, "Huh, I don't, I never, I never even shot anything with those modes of the guns because they were, they seemed so much less powerful than the rad charged version." In the boss fights, when it's all like, what I appreciated about the boss fights was like, "All right, this is just a classic ass video game boss fight where it's just about memorizing the pattern of the boss," except. You don't get like when you get killed, you don't have to start over. Like right. when you get killed, it's like, all right, that happened. And now this also happens. Yeah. And that I thought was great. The actual just. So and you don't feel like that in the levels? No, because the levels are just a fucking batshit confusing amount of nonsense. And I want it to be over. <laughs> right. The boss huh. is like, I want to kill this guy. The levels are like, how the fuck do I get out of here? You're always trying to, to progress to the right or that whatever. That's not even a little bit true. Well, but that's the idea. Like, you know, you're 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 starting someplace, you're usually moving to the right. Sure, you're always either trying to go right or up, but it sucks and isn't fun because of the visual presentation of it. Whereas the boss fights, like it's one screen, you know where you can stand. You can't fucking shoot from ladders, which is That is it, annoying. That's obnoxious. It's a choice. It is and fine, whatever. <laughs> but at least like those are comprehensible, right? Because it's like, it's a finite space. It's very obvious where you can be and what you're trying to do. You're trying to kill the big thing. Right. Whereas in the normal levels, like 
I was regularly unable to distinguish myself from the ghosts hmm. and the ghosts from the enemies and the enemies from the foreground and the foreground from the background. <laughs> so I was like, I just seriously, my feeling about every actual platforming level in this was, I want this to fucking be over. Huh. I just want this to be over. It's not like I want to have conquered it. I want this to not be a thing that I have to do. Interesting. The, but the puzzles were fun and cool because those were actually like, all right, now I, like the game is presenting me with a novel set of mechanics and it is presenting me with situations in which I need to do something with them. And even like the first puzzle, pretty straightforward, although I don't actually know how I solved it because I didn't realize that your guy that you currently are has to be in the has to catch in the, the has, globe. like the, the way the puzzles work is that there are timed sort of faucets that turn on and drop a thing out and you have to catch it you have to catch all of them in order to solve the room but a copy of you from before can't catch it mm. it has to be you catching it i don't know how i solved the first one because in the second one i failed it a bunch of times because i didn't realize that a copy of me couldn't couldn't solve it you only have to so like once you have caught it once it is caught in all future time oh and that might be what your confusion is okay you know it's not that you're so it's not that the old copy of you is still catching a currently dropping one it is okay. that it is that yeah it was caught in one of the timelines so now it has been caught and now you don't have to worry about it ever okay again. good that that is that, that is it. okay that that, it, that explains that but yeah. but the but the very second puzzle level it's like yeah. it presents you a thing that you think you need to do, but then you realize, you have to do oh, wait, I only have one rewind. Well, so you each, have to each yellow thing that you collect is an extra extra rewind. Oh, I didn't know you. But you do. I mean, like, well, in the second level, there's only one thing to collect. So it doesn't oh, okay. it doesn't actually matter. It's just there is a thing. There's like two doors and a switch. And instead of shooting the switch from where you are, right. you have to go to the other side of both of the doors and shoot it. Yeah. And that was clever because yep. it was like. All right, I'm going to do this the way that I think I need to do it. Oh, that's not going to work because I only have one rewind. Right. And one rewind isn't sufficient to do it the easy way. So you have to figure out the clever way yeah. to do it so that you can do it using only one rewind. And that teaches you how the... I, I didn't think to try this, but like the the 30, the 30 rewinds that you get seems to me to be almost... I, I don't know if that's like directly referencing Contra, right? The 30 lives you mm. get from the Konami code or whatever. Or if it is just like, turns out 30 is about what like is a satisfying amount of lives to have basically. But now I kind of want to go back and play the game and see if, if anything happens if you put the Konami code in. Yeah. Because that would not be surprising to me if they like... Yeah, I guess the controller has a B and an A. Yeah. Well, what is our strong feelings about it. Riff, I forgot what it's called. Um, it's it's Doggins? some it's some goofy yeah. iOS adventure game that only lasts a half an hour because we got a lot of shit to do this week. Some weird little iOS uh, point and click adventure where you are a dog who is having strange dreams. Is it called Doggins? Doggins. D o g g i n s. Okay, that's um that's an adorable title. Yep. Every day is Follow Friday for little baby ducklings. Gary Butterfield. Yep. <laughs> yep. Kevin, if somebody wanted to send us a listener's mail for the ever skipped listener's mail segment of the Video Games Hot Dog podcast, how would they do that? You could tweet us at VG Hot Dog. You could email us VGHotDog at gmail.com, or you could go to our website, VideoGamesHotDog.com, where there's a comment field for you to fill in with all of your comments and your questions and your Russian bride spam. We got to go get ready for the Kingdom of Loathing convention number 11 held in Mesa, Arizona, this very weekend. It's going to be great. 
But after that, we'll be back with another episode. I think we're, we're going to record again before we all leave town, right? No, I'm leaving Monday. Oh, son of a bit. The so, Monday after con? Yeah. Wow. Yep. What is the matter with you? I, I guess mean, I'm we leaving. are leaving. Like if I left, you should leave before then too, honestly. I before think. Monday? No, before, before I'm leaving we record. Tuesday. Yeah. So yeah. you're also leaving before we record. <laughs> <laughs> so. We got to drive to Portland. Yeah, we Play do. some video games. That's, we will. That's, that's not That's not the. Yeah. Boy, I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, we'll be back at you with another episode of Video Games Hot Dog real soon. Yeah. And until we do, keep your head on the toilet and keep reaching for the fridge. Uh, <laughs> good night. Have a great week, everybody. <laughs>